Welcome to Realcast, the weekly roundup of the real asset markets. I'm joined this week by Nicole Dines and special guest Andy Watson from Europa Capital. Andy, what, what are some of the themes that you've been picking up recently? I attended an interesting conference in Berlin, a city that's close to my heart, and that was the Investment Expo, which is a domestic conference for German investors with approximately 500 attendees. High quality, uh, well produced uh, in the centre of, of West Berlin. And that was, first of all, interesting to me as somebody who used to live there 30 years ago uh, to see the opening finally of the airport, the new airport, which is perhaps Europe's greatest white elephant having been finished for eight years and completely not functional in that time. So that gave me a chance to see how East Berlin's developed. You get in the train, you go over the old wall, and suddenly everything's happening there. Um, The conference itself, uh, first of all, uh, it's very unusual in Berlin to be wearing a suit and a tie. And uh, that was a very anti-Berlin feel to it, um, almost hard to be underdressed uh, at any time in Berlin. But uh, it gathered together institutional investors. And the vibe for me was quite dark. And the sentiment, which is becoming darker throughout Europe uh, amongst investors, perhaps by virtue of the fact that Berlin is closer to Poland and Ukraine, had Russian soldiers in recent memory occupying, and perhaps because Germany is feeling the energy crunch, that all felt quite dark to me. Yeah, it's very interesting to see how the different markets are reacting at the moment, um, and also the different types of investment strategy. I was at the Tristan Capital Media Party um, this week in London, um, and as well as catching up with the team at Tristan, it was a useful reminder of an interview that I did with Rick Lewis in 2016 on uncertainty in the market um, and turbulence creating differences in pricing. And as Rick said at the time, um, that, that that was a very good time to go fishing. So it'll be interesting to watch Tristan Capital over the next months. Um, Nicole, what have you been tracking? There was a really interesting report from Colliers on um, the Iberian Peninsula, which is the new digital hub of Europe, they say. It's got uh, 700 megawatts in data center projects. And Madrid leads the market with 31 operational data centers and a massive pipeline of 14 projects, which is 70% of the total on the peninsula. Barcelona also has 12 operational data centers and a pipeline which will increase it fivefold and Portugal has also come to the party and the CNES has been in Portugal has been chosen as the location for the largest data center project ever announced in the Iberian Peninsula and one of the largest ever in Europe is called the Star Campus and will have a capacity of more than 450 megawatts so we've often talked about how data centers is a growing sector and that that's further proof. Um, another report on a completely different subject one of my favorite themes of sort of social inclusions and ESG is an INREV report which was done with ULI Europe, and it shows that the European real estate industry 
is showing a growing commitment to diversity, equity, and social inclusion. It's a very positive report that shows that they're putting in place uh, strong policies and initiatives to address these issues. Um, they, they conduct an extensive survey across Europe and uh, shows that 92% of companies have formal practices in place already or are planning initiatives to improve their performance in, in these uh, important themes. And the pandemic has actually accelerated this trend because obviously it's put a greater focus on employee wellness and, and well-being. Um, so European companies are leading the way on all sort of sectors in, uh, from physical disability in the workplace to race, to sexual orientation, to social economic background, as well as uh, gender inequality. So a very positive picture painted by this IMREV survey. And staying on the ESG theme, um, in the UK, Palace Capital, which is a listed UK regional property specialist, has completely transformed its strategy. It is selling all its industrial portfolio, which is uh, quite large, to focus on ESG compliant offices. They said it's a transformational strategy that will enhance the group's uh, ESG credentials. And it's also important uh, because it shows that the ESG trend is definitely not limited to the capital. It's not limited to London, but it's very much um, it's become a must in regional uh, markets in the UK as well. And again, staying on the green theme in Germany, Greenman Open, which is one of the largest food retail focused investment funds in Germany, is investing a further 32 million euros to install solar panels on 1.3 square kilometers of roof space across its retail outlets across the country. And again, the fund has a commitment to be carbon neutral by 2040. And they pointed out that it, you know, they will carry on investing in solar panels uh, because it's particularly important in Germany, of course, which is now phasing out uh, nuclear energy. And as we know, having serious issues with energy provisions. So that, that's uh, an encouraging uh, trend. And uh, moving on to logistics, uh, which is still, uh, you know, another confirmation that it's a, still a very popular sector among investors. Clarion Partners Europe has uh, secured new equity commitments of 1.8 billion euros, uh, massive commitments for its logistics platform. The capital has come from investors in North America, Europe, as well as Asia, which shows that everyone across the world seems to be still interested in logistics. Alistair Calvert, the CEO of Clarion Partners, said that everything's going well. Occupy demand is still strong, rental growth is still strong, and e-commerce is still growing. So prospects are positive, and they plan to continue investing um, you know, and continue and their acquisition spree throughout Europe. Yes, the logistics side has continued to be in the headlines um, with Panatoni selling a portfolio of five assets in Poland for 160 million euros. And interestingly, I thought Prologis starting the speculative development of a life science project at the Cambridge Biomedical Campus in the UK with head of life sciences at Prologis UK, Andrew Blevin, saying they already have a strong pipeline of customer interest and are expecting more to come. And this, of course, comes off the back of the recent investment in life sciences at Canary Wharf. Um, I was also at the ARCO annual conference, which is the main body representing the UK integrated retirement community sector. And a really interesting discussion around the targeted needs for senior living in the UK, which we'll certainly share via the SHHA across Europe, because a number of the challenges as well as the opportunities are similar across those markets. Of course, um, we discussed a little bit at the ARCO annual conference, the resignation of UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, and also just the impact that has in terms of uncertainty, because they were keen to develop um, a strategy, not just over a couple of weeks or over a year, but actually um, over 20 or, or 30 years to be able to deal with the issues around senior living and residential more generally. Just interesting to, to think that we started this year with uncertainty due to COVID. We're in the midst of a war in Ukraine. 
I mean, as well as uh, the resignation of Boris Johnson. Just as we're recording this, there's the news that Shinzo Abe, former Japanese prime minister, um, has been assassinated during a speech. A very sad morning for Japan, but further evidence that this is certainly one of the most turbulent years that, that I can remember. Thank you, Nicole and Andy. Um, thank you for watching and look forward to seeing you next week for our regular roundup of the real asset markets. Thank you.